the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome to another edition of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and this is the end of 2022. Hard to believe it's 2022 all over at this point. And we're starting 2023 coming up. And it's always a good time to review what has happened and probably make a good guess as to what is going to happen. And, and who better to have than Cleveland's own Bob France with us to go over 2022 and project ahead to 2023. Bob, thank you for joining us. Nick, it is always a pleasure to join you. We've made this an annual thing now for several years, looking back at the year that was and trying to figure out what's coming up in the year that is. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much. And you know, you, you're a great person to help figure it out. Uh, I can't imagine anyone listening who has not listened to your show. But just in case there's somebody out there who doesn't know who Bob France is, Bob France is a, a host of the morning show on WHK uh, five days a week. And I have known Bob for many years, and I know that he is totally immersed in everything. So he knows what is going on, and he talks about it every day on his show. And, uh, Bob, I, I appreciate that so much. What we want to do first is talk about 2022 and what you think are probably the the most interesting and important stories. And let me let me make a, a list of some of these, and you can sort of pick and choose as we go through our transition from 2022 to 2023. Uh, we start with um, the Russians invading Ukraine early in 2022. We talk about the effects of that on the economy. We talk about our own border and what's been happening with immigrants just pouring across the U.S. border. We talk about COVID and the end, hopefully, of COVID and the pandemic and vaccinations to a big degree, climate, and um, also guns and the shootings we've been having in this country over the last year. Where, where do we start in nailing down what were the main things that happened? Well, I think you named a few of them. Um, I'll be honest with you, Nick. Um, I, I've spent the, the last few days of 2022 on the air uh, asking my listeners, um, you know, whether or not what we have just experienced is the worst year in America uh, of our lifetimes. Um, and now I recognize we all have different lifetimes. I have people who are 90 who listen to the radio program and people who are 20, and I'm right in the middle of all that. So we all have different lifetimes. But the way I have seen what has happened in the year 2022, I don't know if I've ever seen this many things afflict us and cause us more tension, more problems, more stress, more financial worry, more educational concern, more cultural issues. Um, it, it's really been a very, very challenging year, one of the worst on record. Uh, we had 40-year high inflation for almost the entire year. Everyone is paying more to fill up their grocery carts. Everyone is paying more uh, to clothe their children and their families. Everyone is paying more for virtually everything they buy. Uh, we have, uh, you know, extraordinary 
um, problems with our energy. Not 40-year, but record high, all-time high gasoline prices for people to get to their jobs, for people to go wherever it is that they need to go to get their kids to school, to events, much less actually pleasure drive to a vacation. Record high energy costs, starting with the gas pumps and working all the way through to natural gas, heating your homes now this winter, um, and, and literally just about everything. Um, we saw supply chain disruptions. People couldn't get baby formula in the United States for the first time in our history. We were asking what we like to not say like to call, but we what we might refer to as you know second class nations or third world nations, saying, "Hey, can you send us some truckloads of pallets of baby formula? We can't feed our infants." It's never happened before, Nick. Um, record mm-hmm. high crime spikes. You mentioned shootings. It's not just shootings. The border crisis is an absolute humanitarian and national security crisis. I could go on, but I know this is a short segment, so I won't. So 2022 is a year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I will be very glad to close the door behind when it, when it gets its way out of our lives and start over again in 2023. I, I hear you. We're, we're talking to Cleveland's Bob France, giving us a, a wrap-up of what happened in 2022, and we're going to talk about what might happen to all of these things in 2023. And uh, with, with that, we're going to take a break. And you're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate on WHK with Bob France tonight and today. So we'll be back after these words. So don't go away. We'll be back in a few moments. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back for another segment of The Advocate. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and we have Bob France with us talking about 20. 20- 22 and 2023 and what has happened. We we're just talking. Bob was saying there are so many things, so many dramatic things. I'm sure that they've, they've had a major impact, not just on what we've been experiencing, but our whole culture and how we've been living. Uh, for example, we noticed that employment, just the question of employment. It seems a lot of people have job openings and people don't want to fill them. They can't find that. Uh, and inflation is still a big issue. How do we think this is going to play out in 2023 as we extend out the the same things that are going on? We have the same administration, the same government. Uh, Is there much hope for any improvement in 23? And I hope you say yes. Well, I want to say yes, Nick. Um, I really do, because that's that's what we're all hoping for. And, you know, maybe a slight change in leadership at the federal level, you know, might be able to help some of that. In other words, the you know, the Republican Party just took over the House with a slim majority. It's going to be about 10 votes that they'll have in the uh, of room that they'll have in the uh, in the House. But the, the Democrats still control the Senate now, 51 to 49. So there's probably going to be a lot of gridlock there in terms of getting anything, anything of, of note done. But, you know, I'll be honest with you, if I'm being a realist and I, and I want to talk to my audience with real thoughts, not with, uh, you know, rose colored glasses. And uh, I'll do the same thing to yours. See, a lot more of the same. I see no indication whatsoever that our southern border is going to be secured. Uh, the president of the United States has literally ignored it for two solid years. He hasn't been there. He finally went to a border state for a different reason. And then while in Arizona, had a chance to go down and see exactly what it looks like to see a literal invasion of the country, refused to go. Because if he went, the TV cameras would come with him. And the reporters would come with them, and then he'd have to answer, why is this okay? Uh, so he continues to ignore it, and what's it bringing? It's bringing illegal drugs. 
record high numbers and amounts of illegal drugs, which is why we have a record high number of drug overdoses in the United States, including and especially from fentanyl, which is being brought in by way of our southern border originating in China. Um, what's going to change in 2023? There's been no indication. There's no statement from either the president or the vice president, the quote-unquote border czar, that says we're going to do anything differently. In fact, Nick, mm. if we're talking about this, they just, right before you know this, uh, this Congress ends, the lame duck Congress just jammed through a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that allowed for billions of dollars in border security for other countries' borders not the least of which is Ukraine, but also the number of countries in the Middle East, and a very scant amount of hundreds of millions of dollars for our border, but not for border protection. It's very specific in the bill that it's not to be used for border guards or border barriers, but simply for essentially infrastructure and, and, and what amounts to paperwork. Um, so they have made it very, very clear that they have no intention of, of cracking down on the things that are plaguing our country and the middle class and the innocent people here. You mentioned shootings before, and I mentioned just overall crime, violent crime rates spiked by large double-digit percentages in most major American urban centers in, in the last year. What's going to change about that? We don't have any more police being hired. We don't have any more judges and district attorneys actually saying we're going to impose harsher penalties and try to deter people from committing crimes. They're, they're giving lighter penalties. They're giving no bail, uh, no cash bail uh, releases to criminals who are charged. So I want to be positive, but I'm also going to be honest with people. And when, uh, when they ask me if mm. things are going to get better in 2023, I'm going to look around and I'm going to say, I'm trying, I'm struggling to find a way in which it's going to be better. But at this moment in time, and it's still only, you know, the very end of December, but at this moment in time, Nick, I don't see it. I don't see those improvements coming anywhere soon. Well, I know that you know, from knowing you for all these years, and I know how you prepare. You just don't prepare for your show. You're constantly preparing on every issue that's out there. I mean, you're 24-7. I think you're in an ideal position to give us a recommendation as to what, what can we do to help some of these situations. For example, the border, the fact that there's three government layers out there. Let's just take El Paso, Texas, and above that, the state of Texas, and above that, the federal government. <clears throat> there, there seems to be a real disconnection where the federal government allows tens of thousands of people to come in. They go into the state, and then they also end up going into the city. And then you have the morality and the humanitarian thing of thousands of people without shelter, without food, standing in the cold in the winter. Um, is there any solution or a direction for a solution that you think would, would work? Well, uh, it's going to be sound very simplistic, but sure. And that answer is revert back to the Trump policies. Trump's policies were, were criticized by the left when it comes to immigration as being racist and xenophobic. They were not. They were humanitarian because the president at that time worked out a deal with, with Mexico's government called the Remain in Mexico policy that said if you get all of these people coming from Mexico and up through Mexico from other areas, from Latin America, Central American countries, kind of loud, they're coming from virtually all continents, to be truthful. Sure. But if they're coming here and claiming asylum, and in most of the cases, 
their claims are bogus because asylum means you're literally in fear for your life because of religious persecution or political persecution. And the most, most of these people just want to come here because they hate their country. They think it's, it's oppressive and, uh, and they want a better opportunity. And I don't blame them for wanting to come here. But the reality is they're coming here and saying asylum, and that's the magic word. And once you request asylum, it's American policy to let you stay until there is an asylum hearing to see in an immigration court if you have a legitimate claim to asylum. Well, President Trump worked it out where you waited not in American cities, but in Mexico, the place that you used as your path to the United States. The Mexican government agreed. And guess what? We had just record drops in, in, in illegal border crossings uh, during the, the Trump administration. So that's one thing we could do is go back to that. And they uh, they have no interest whatsoever in doing that, Nick. Well, something has to be done because the human cost of people coming out, it's going to be a cold winter. We've been Mm -hmm. watching what the weather's doing so far. It's not going to get any easier. But the idea of uh, what's going on at the southern border is unlike what goes on in any other country. Remember the hikers uh, stepped across the uh, Iranian border from Iraq and got arrested and put in prison for some time. Uh, here, we're just not addressing the issue anywhere where it should be be addressed. But we see that coming up, and it's going to be a problem throughout 2023. The the issue with regard to health care for a while, um, we, we went through the COVID pandemic. Now, life has changed here since the beginning of 2020. Now we went through 2020, 2021, and 22. Now we're going into 2023, and now we have uh, different flu variants. We have COVID. We have uh, RSV, I believe. Uh, how do you think this is going to play out? Are we, are we going to get some unanimity here on what should be done with regard to vaccinations or health care? Well, I mean, what I would hope is that the United States of America would prevail uh, in, this, in this situation. In other words, unanimity comes from giving everybody equal opportunities to make up their own choices, make up their own minds, not pushing them, not telling them you must have this in order to go here. You must have this to attend that. You must have this shot to get into a school or to a college. Um, The only thing that should be unanimous here is the fact that nothing is unanimous, meaning everybody should be able to make their own choice. What is right for them? There are a lot of people who very much fear the COVID shots. And with good reason, because there has been just record numbers of adverse events reported in the CDC system, the VAERS reporting system. There are a lot of people who get more sick from a flu shot than from the flu itself, and they don't want anything to do with it. Is RSV a problem? Sure it is. Uh, is there anything that can be done about it other than telling people to be, uh, be aware? Uh, if you have a sick child who is exhibiting any kind of respiratory symptoms, don't send them to school. Let them stay home until they feel better, until they are better, so that in case they do have RSV or in case they do have the flu or anything else, it's not being shared. But those things all have to be up to the people, up to the moms and dads, up to, you know, grandmas and grandpas and everybody else on how they want to treat their own health concerns. It cannot be. There can be recommendations from the government, but there cannot be any orders or directives from the government because that is not what a free republic does. In in a minute or so, could we anticipate the increase in trust back with the government in 23? Seems like we've lost a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. Know. Well, Nick, you know, we lost a lot of trust for the government with good reason, because the government did things that were beyond their scope of power and beyond their purview uh, by telling us and forcing us to do various things that they knew absolutely well. I mean, they lied to us starting in 2020 and all the way through today 
by tell in some circles, telling us that the uh, shots that they had prepared for us, the mRNA quote-unquote vaccines, would prohibit you from becoming infected. It did no, did no such thing. And it was only after multiple high-profile people who had taken the shots and the boosters who kept getting COVID anyway that they said, okay, it doesn't prevent it, but it'll make you feel better. You won't go to the hospital now. When you do that and you mandate these things to, to the people, yes, you're going to lose trust in the people, or excuse me, from the people. You're, the people are going to lose trust in the government. Mm-hmm. How do you earn that back? Uh, well, that's going to take an awful lot because uh, there are a lot of people who used to not have you know, distrust for the government right now who mm-hmm. have said, I know I'm on my own because I know they're not looking out for my best interest. Oh, my. Well, we're going to take a short break. We're talking to Bob France about 2022 and 2023. And it, uh, it looks like a mess behind us and a mess ahead of us here. So don't go away. We're going to take a short break. Back with our final segment in just a moment. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. And now back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back to The Advocate. This is Nick Phillips with Bob Francis talking about 2022 and 2023. Bob, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, looks like we're just forging ahead, forwarding ahead here with 2023 with the same problems. I, I don't, I don't see any real clear change. We, we do have the House of Representatives change in at the federal level. How do you think that's going to change things? Well, what it will likely do, uh, Nick, is uh, create a whole lot more division. Uh, not that that's wrong. Because it needs to happen. There needs to be investigations of things that were not investigated under the current House leadership. Uh, committees uh, were led by people who wanted no inter- had no interest whatsoever in the truth and getting to the bottom of things that were ignored, that are of nas- vital national uh, importance, including you know, the Biden family laptop, which was completely ignored. The treatment of the January 6th political prisoners uh, who are continuing now to going on to, on to their third year without getting a trial which is, of course, a violation of their constitutional rights to a speedy trial. Uh, there have been so many uh, scandals, quite frankly, that were ignored by the current um, leadership in the House and the new incoming chairs of the Oversight Committee and of the Judiciary Committee are well aware, and they plan to uh, subpoena everybody that needs to be subpoenaed, including the FBI, for colluding with uh, social media companies. Uh, telling them who to censor and who to let be, you know, heard on their social media platforms, uh, telling them what is uh, acceptable to discuss about COVID, for example, or about climate change and what is not. Uh, FBI intervening in parents' rights when it comes to what's going on in their kids' schools, parents demanding to be heard by school boards, threatening threatening with arrest and more. So, you know, there's... Um, there's a there's a lot of there are a lot of different things that the house is going to investigate so i think more than legislate because they're not going to be able to get a whole lot of legislation passed with the democrats controlling the senate as i mentioned before gridlock is going to be a certainty what there will be though is a lot of oversight uh, a lot of investigation and hopefully a lot of accountability so some of the things that did happen over the course of the last couple of years are not allowed to continue into the future so that's what i think we can probably best expect from the new house so a lot, a lot of news from Washington. Uh, with regard to Ukraine and the Russian war going on right now, do you see any end to that coming up in 23, or are we sure going to be living with that? And we live in, with it indirectly, with um, you know supporting Ukraine 
and also with regard to the effects on the global economy, for example, price of oil and so on. Uh, yeah. we, we're going to be living with that throughout 23 also, I believe. Yeah, you know, I have a, I have a deep-seated fear that we're going to end up in some sort of a conflict with Russia, either by proxy or or directly, because President Biden promised Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky uh, that he would and we would support and essentially fund them for as long as it takes. And that's where he ended his sentence. He didn't finish. What do you mean for as long as it takes until what happens? As long as it takes for what? As long as it takes for all of the Russians to retreat back to their side of the border and we go back to pre-war situation, is that what as long as it takes and now we'll stop funding Ukraine? Because uh, I fear, this is my deep-seated fear, that that won't be, quote, what it takes. Because I think Zelensky is hell-bent on regime change in Russia and that if they don't drive Putin out of power, that it will not be over. And if it's not over and they want and they demand mm-hmm. on on regime change, they can't do that themselves. They're going to need us. And if Biden is true to his word that he'll continue to support Ukraine no matter what, that means it, it, that's going to mean going after Vladimir Putin. And that's going to mean engaging the Russians in some capacity. And, Nick, I don't think our military is anywhere near ready for something like that. Well, I don't think the American people are ready for anything like that. Uh, the war no. would be horrendous. And uh, let, let's hope that um, something happens in a positive light. Like I mentioned at the beginning, 2023, is there something to be optimistic about? Well, let, let's hope we will forge ahead and hope for the best. Plan for the worst, hope for the best, I guess is the old saying. That's but, a good uh, way to do it. it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, well, Bob France will be listening to you throughout all 2023. Keep up your preparation because you know everything, at least know about it. You've heard about everything. You stay up on it. Keep us posted, please. Yes, sir. It'll be my pleasure, Nick, and it's always a pleasure chatting with you. And likewise. Thank you so very much. And thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a safe, healthy, and good week. Good night and goodbye. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset, sat and drank my fresh mint tea, with nothing to do until morning, and only my mind for company. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.